Yeah, dude, you know what worries me is that when I was a kid, um, I would always do like little stupid fucking bets where I'd be like, if I miss this shot, I pledge my soul to the devil. Like shit like that. Like, I don't know why I would do that, but I was like, but if I get it, it's it goes to Jesus. Like some shit like that. Like the stupidest. <laughs> So I'm just worried that maybe I have made some deals I didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, and when it's time to pay the piper, <laughs> you're going to be looking around like, what What, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, remember that basket you missed as a kid? Now you know it's what, time Seamus? To you told me you were going to get out of the bathroom before the flushing noise stopped, and you didn't, and now you're fucking in hell. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this. Welcome yeah. to Conversations for Our Grandkids. Welcome <laughs> to Conversations. I got a fucking, I got beef with Kevin Hart, my dude. I oh, got shit. beef. That little shit. motherfucker. Shots yeah, fired. Show, show oh, with that little motherfucker. Again. I would love show to see. Show your face around here. I would love to see a picture of you standing next to him because you really are tall as shit. What are you, like 6'4"? Six, 6'4"? Four? Six, four? Um, yeah, 6'3". Six, I, six, dude, three. I definitely tower over him because I saw him, like I, I heard him talk to us, like, like but uh. Anyway, he, he he seems like a nice enough guy. I'm only kidding about having beef with him, but he did do he did do some goof ass shit uh, on the last night that he was there because he was there for like two weeks, and I probably worked like four or five of those shows maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, on the last night that he was there, when I wasn't scheduled, he just went around and handed out a hundred dollars to everybody who was still in the building, which is also kind of bullshit because my girlfriend Rachel worked all of those shows and she left 10 minutes beforehand <laughs> oh that's yeah sucks. So just the like, employees right. or he was like handing out to the crowd like thanks for coming to my show like here's 100 just bucks. the employees this was like at two o'clock at Man. night you know what i will say that i've heard everybody i hear talk about kevin hart they always talk about like how he's like the greatest dude and he's so generous like i forget who it was but he was like yeah, Kevin Hart. I met. He, oh, it was just some like f- friend that he had from like a long time ago. And he's like, yeah, me and Kev met before Kev made it. He's like, yeah, Kev. He's like, asked me to come up to his hotel room. I'm thinking like, yeah, we're gonna have lunch or whatever. He goes up there and there's just a lobster spread, bottles of champagne, fresh fruit, and it's, it's Kev, Kevin Hart's like, go for it, man. Like anything you want, just take anything. Like it's all it's all good. This is just what we're having yeah. for lunch. It's like, oh shit, this dude is like, well, taking he, care he, of me. He brings his whole fucking entourage, and this is, I don't want this, because I, I was jokingly talking shit on him at first, but no, he seemed pretty cool, and I liked working his shows, because his crowds were nice, and he would get this, in his contract, I think he had this thing where he would get a buffet every night, and they weren't really touching the buffet, so every night I would just leave with, like, a couple pieces of salmon, rice, mm-hmm. you know, like, shit like that, so that was cool. I love that, man. You know. That's what I would do. Fuck. I You'd just think able- he probably should have gone to management and been like, here's, like, Ten thousand dollars, split it amongst the staff or some shit, yeah. rather than just being like, "Who's still here?" Yeah, yeah, that's some fucking baller shit, though. You, you can't yeah. lie about that. You can't deny that. That's some baller shit where you're just like, oh, "Fuck it, everyone who works here, raise your hand." As a matter of fact, get in line. I'm gonna give you all a hundred dollars. Like, here's a hundred. Here's a hundred for you. A hundred for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the dude was making, I know how much money he was making every night, and it's like uh, an exorbitant amount. So, like, uh, yeah. he could have just, he, I mean, he could have, he probably made what he gave out in a night. Probably even more, actually, now that I think about it. So much more. That was probably what, like. What, if, what are we talking about ballpark here? Ooh, I don't know if I can get in trouble for revealing this, because they, they, pay, they pay him in cash, too. Dun, 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 dun. Well, don't get in trouble, but I mean, Kevin Hart is like the biggest fucking comedian right now, so. Uh, That's in thousands. I'm doing it. I'm doing, I'm telling Adam okay. right now. That's a, dude, a lot of fucking cash, man. They have that much yeah, cash in the building? I know. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> and he would make the money off of the door, so that dude is fucking tearing it up, ripping and tearing. Dude, I, I have nothing bad to say about Kevin Hart, man. He's awesome. Me either. And Brian Cranston showed up, and I got to stand two feet away from him while we took him to his seat. <laughs> and then everybody was like, 
no way, Brian Cranston here, was here? And I was like, yeah, this is the CD sitting at. So we were all walking past, and I just kept doing this thing where... I feel like I was like I feel like Brian Cranston's gonna think I hate my job because every time I walk by I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> just trying desperately to get his attention. Yeah, well, a bunch of people who I told like tripped over themselves while they were walking past too because they were trying to see him. So he was probably like, oh, these motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, look at these fucking goons. Mm-hmm. That's funny as shit, man. I'm trying to get on that level of fame. People tripping over themselves where someone they look at me. Yeah. That's the guy with the biggest dick in the world. Uh-huh. That's right. Seamus Millar. That's right. Here I am. Here he is, and I'm his sidekick, and I'm standing next to him, so I get some yeah. credit for that, right? He's my ca- <laughs> he's my carrier, or what are they? <laughs> I'm, I'm the, the, the dong carrier. The dong slinger. He helps slinger. me pick up the slack, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the bride. Honestly... I, I, I'm pretty comfortable with my dick size. Let's just get right into the meat and potatoes of life. Let's do this. Because this is a, a podcast for our grandkids, so they can know, you know, what the fuck was going on in our lives. And grandkids, both your grandpa Seamus and I, very comfortable with our dicks right now. All right, grandkids, I'll say this. Haven't been with that many girls, you know, haven't been with that many girls, but all of the girls who have seen my dick, and there's enough now that I can kind of gauge the room, have been like, damn. That's a nice dick. I'd be like, all right, <laughs> good to know. I like how the veins are popping out. It's yeah. shaped nice. <laughs> no, I've had people go like, holy shit. I had this one girl say to me, uh, hmm, this might be too much. Uh, <laughs> she was like, oh my God, I have never seen anything that big in my life ever. <laughs> okay, what? What? I'll, I'll tell you what she said. Uh <laughs> oof. Sorry, grandkids. And also, uh, Rachel, <laughs> just sharing this story. Um, nah, it doesn't matter. It's all in the past. That shit's dead anyway. I didn't, we didn't have sex. She just saw my dick and she was like, oh my God, you would fucking turn me out. I would be begging at your door every night. I was like, God damn. Oh, wow. Holy yeah, shit. Until she finds out you only last a minute and a half. Oh, well, that's a little secret. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs to know that. And when you use breathing techniques or when you drink, it lasts a whole lot longer. So Indeed. what's up? Yeah. Pro tips for the grandkids. If you, yeah, if you want to last longer, you got to learn how to breathe. Stay relaxed and drink to numb the sensation. <laughs> yeah, drink and smoke, and then you'll just be like, I don't know what this is, so why would I come to this? And then you just go forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just feeling feelings right now. I don't know what's exactly happening, but it's awesome. So let me just let this, this is, happen. This is all pretty abstract. <laughs> like, this, is all, this is all pretty fucking... Dude, I ate an edible recently, but I was like, I'm done with this shit. Don't need to do this anymore. Mm. Um... And I got really mad too. Uh, I got I, somebody. Somebody. I won't go into it, but somebody fucking said some dick ass shit to me while I was like really drunk, and I ate this edible. Mm-hmm. And when I get angry, I mean, you've only seen me angry probably like a handful, like actually angry. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, like a, I definitely can remember. Like some images are coming to mind, and I was like, I remember thinking to myself, like, holy shit, Seamus is like really fucking mad right now. Like this is crazy. It's terrifying. Because I don't know how to handle it. So I just start screaming. And that's what happened. Like, in public. I was like, that motherfucker. Fuck that guy. Fuck that piece of shit. And all these people were looking around. And friend of the show, C.D. Schultz, was like, hey, maybe you want to take a walk, buddy. And I was like, if this nice gentleman, this soft-spoken angel is telling me to take a walk, I need to take a fucking walk. Yeah, dude, honestly, if C.D. Schultz, shout out to C.D. Schultz. Uh, what's his website? CDSchultz.com? We can plug yeah, his shit. He's awesome, man. I really, he's he's really awesome. He makes cool videos and shit, and he's also a really great guy. If he's telling you like maybe you should take a walk, you should probably go take a walk, <laughs> take a. Breather, well, that's what I ended you know? up doing, but I was going up on this edible as I was leaving, and I was furious. So imagine like when I get when I get angry, I start shaking. It kind of feels like I'm like the adrenaline's just going crazy right now, where I'm just like ah, like I I I have never felt like, or maybe not in a really long time. Never felt like I was actually going to do it. Never felt like I was going to punch somebody in the face more than I did in that moment where I was like, I could just swing on this motherfucker right now. And what would he do? You know what I mean? I could just punch this fucking kid in the face. And I didn't do it, thankfully. Uh, But I was that mad, basically. And I walked out. And I just started to feel like I was walking on the fucking moon. (laughs) But I was mad about it. 
Like I was just so fucking high. I fucking just hate so fucking floating, angry. bro. <laughs> uh, I was like, this is terrifying. I hate all this. It feels like everything is coming to a close right now. All this life shit is over. I'm so mad. And then I got on the bus and I was just holding on for dear fucking life. Not, I don't have a tolerance anymore, so that shit yeah. gets me right in the motherfucking Nellies. Yeah, man, getting on the bus super, super high. For some reason, you're suddenly aware, like, holy shit, like, I am flying through space right now in a huge, heavy metal box. Like, this thing is fucking flying down the street faster than I could ever possibly imagine running ever in my life, ever. And I'm just flying down the, the street. When I'm normally riding the bus, I feel like I'm sitting still. But when I'm super, super high, sitting in the back of the bus, and you can you feel the sway, and when the bus stops, you jerk I was forward, standing, like, too. Oh, no. There were no that, seats, dude. so I fuck was standing. No. I was standing in the part where the back door is, and I was holding oh, on yeah. for dear fucking life. Dude, luckily, there's that bar where you... Did you have a grip on that bar? You can, like, kind of... If it's... It's, like, at, uh, like, hip level, and you can kind of reach down, put your arms behind your back and grab it and hold on for dear life. That's, that was my trick. Because then oh, I could better just believe close my I was eyes. holding on to that. <laughs> oh, for dear fucking life. It's funny how simple yeah. things, like, take on a whole new meaning when you're, like, super high. Like, riding the bus, it's like, holy shit, like, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster right now. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad, man. It was bad. I mean, the... So when you say you felt like you were walking on the moon, did you feel like you were floating or did you feel like you were walking through a wasteland? Like what was the, what was the, the, the moon vibe? Well, all right. There was a lot going on, right? It was like, I was so fucking angry at the time that I already had this like amount of adrenaline going through my body where it takes me a while to kind of come down from that. I mean, I kind of have a a little bit of an obsessive personality to say the least. So, like, shit like that, when that actually happens, because I never really have situations where I'm, like, that fucking mad, I'm like, fuck, I need all of my capacity right now to deal with this, almost, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And and I I was like, fuck, I'm way too fucking drunk and high, like, this is all just, oh, God, I'm just gonna keep thinking about it, and it was just, like, it was a fucking nightmare, man, Mm -hmm. it was a fucking nightmare, Uh, and and the actual, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. The actual high was was so intense that I was like, I just was dealing with a lot, I guess. I was trying to balance the fact that I was super angry with like, okay, just get home safely, go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do not do anything you'd regret. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, damn, was I going to really hit that guy? That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I was really close to hitting that motherfucker. Like, holy shit. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, when you're super baked, you're like forgetting, you're forgetting like everything except what you're currently thinking about. So it's like, oh shit, that's right. I'm on the bus. Like, oh fuck, I got to get home. Okay. Whew, whew. Man, I was really fucking angry. Yeah, I was really angry. Holy shit. I was, I really almost punched that guy. Where the fuck, what stop am I at? Oh fuck. Where am I? Am I? Okay. No, I'm good. I'm good. Whew. Oh fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. And then it's like, yeah, you yeah. go through this like cycle and then you, you lose your balance and you're like, oh shit, you have to remember to stand up, you know, like that kind of shit. It's fucking yeah. It gets intense. It was bad, man. It's hard to it deal with a problem when you're like constantly forgetting what you're doing. Hard to deal with a yeah, problem. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I needed, uh, and I, I, you know, I'm not. This was like two weeks ago at this point, so I'm not really like upset about that specifically anymore. Mm-hmm. Like enough time has passed, but uh, at the time, man, it was like holy shit. This is, and then I kept thinking like. I know people heard me. I know I was like, I know people heard me yelling because I was, I was yelling. Yeah, dude. that's I was the thing like, about yelling. People tend to hear you. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, well, people are going to know next time I see them that this person said something to me. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like I, I, I don't, I get afraid with that kind of shit because uh, I get scared of it when I get that angry. So it's like to let all these people know, <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. was terrifying to me. Yeah, don't take this the wrong way, but you you have the type of anger where you're like a, if you were a dog, and I'm only speaking in terms of dogs because I just got a puppy. I don't even know if I mentioned that on the podcast, but I just got a puppy recently, and uh, you you bark a lot. I think it it would take an enormous, an enormous amount of energy for you to actually bite someone or like punch them. And now granted, I'm not saying you weren't close. You were probably fucking really close with this guy, but you tend to get really angry and then just like... And then, yeah, like, yeah. after that, it's like, 
okay, well, what the fuck was that? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. able to like yeah. stop yourself at, at a certain, when you're, when you're barking, there's a part of you that clicks on and it's like, why am I barking? This is like crazy, right? Like I shouldn't be barking. There's not, why am I barking? You know? And it's like, I really feel like biting that guy, but like, am I going to bite this guy? Like the barking seems ridiculous. So the biting would be like, you know, to be fucking retarded. Just a little yeah, small like, I voice. I, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I was actually going to hit, like ever going to hit him. I mean, maybe, but it felt like the, des- the, you know, what scared me is the desire to hit him was so strong that I was like, oh man, I've never gotten this close, huh? This is yeah. crazy. Yeah, man, I kind of want to get in a fight, like a real fight. I've, I've, ha- I've had, I've done and received physical violence from other human beings and two other human beings, but I've never actually gotten a real fisticuffs, you know? Because, you know, we grew up in the fucking time and place where guns were the culture of, of like, you know, violence. So it's like when you fucking with guns, it's like, well, every fight could be your last fight. So why fucking fight? You know, why even go there? I wish we had grew up in the fucking 50s where it was like, oh, man, you pissed me off. You hurt my feelings at lunch. Meet me around the back of the school at 315. And our friends are going to make a circle around us and we're going to just beat the shit out of each other until someone, until we figure out what to do about this, you know? Yeah. I really, um, I think there's value in that because then it, you also yeah, learn how to like take a punch, which is important. Well, yeah. And I, I also think that, um, my specific case, I kind of grew up in a, a pretty feminine household, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to say the least, cause it was just me and my mother. My mom's like totally like a, Oh, don't do anything bad ever to anybody, you know? Yeah. And then like, I, like I remember there was this kid in kindergarten that uh, was like picking on me or some shit. My mom was like, "Well, maybe you can just talk it out with him." And it's like, "No, that's not how it fucking works. Yeah, it doesn't work that way, especially in especially kindergarten. not in kindergarten." Yeah, I, I, my dad was just like, "Punch him in the fucking face." Yeah, how about that? How about that? That'll work. I kind of wish I had. That probably that might have changed a lot for me. <laughs> yeah, dude, my mom was also a, a self-proclaimed pacifist, where she wouldn't even let us have super soakers like water guns in the house because she was like, "Oh, my mm, mom they're, either." They're yeah. too much like real guns now. I don't want you to even get used to the idea of shooting anyone, shooting anyone. And it's like, on the one hand, I think it was nice. It was it was a good thing for me to learn that like pacifism is the goal, right? Peace and nonviolence is absolutely a powerful thing, and it's it's the goal. But not playing with super soakers is not a good manifestation of pacifism you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. and it's not it doesn't really work in every instance so like if someone's gonna beat the shit out of me like i'm gonna i'm gonna defend myself i'm still at that point in my life maybe one day i'm not but like at this point in my life if someone punches me i'm gonna punch i'm this is my this is my view on violence i'm gonna be non-violent i'll try to de-escalate violence and you know this from that fucking time where you got put in the penalty box you and jasmine when all our friends got in a fight with another See, couple. this is another another instance of me getting angry. That's like the one thing I was thinking of, too, when I had to just sit in the car, Seamus. Uh-huh. Okay. My, my goal is de-escalate. If you're getting mad and you want to do violence to me, I'm going to try and calm you down. If I'm getting mad and I want to do violence to you, I'm going to try and calm me down. However, I and, and the next part of that is I'm not going to start a fight. I'm not going to punch somebody. But if you punch me, all bets are off. All bets are fucking off, and I'm going to do as much violence to you as I need to to, you know, what's the word? Decapacitate? Make sure, so Until you're like, no, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm done. I'm out of here. Whether that you're unconscious or you just give up, like, I'm going to keep on going. Because once you cross a line, man, that and that's the thing. <laughs> I, I think I, where your anger is scary is, like, you cross lines that you're not comfortable crossing with a sober head once you get angry, you know? And that's mm-hmm. a scary thing where it's like, well, how far could this go? Eey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, fuck, I didn't realize I was this mad. Holy mm-hmm. shit. And then it's like, it's like at a certain point, it's like, I, I didn't want to be in this situation either. Why the fuck are you, you know, mm-hmm. I was getting mad because I was like, why, why do you got to be a dick, man? Why you got to fucking put me in that corner where I'm, you know, yeah, you I know, kn- and you told me about this. So the, the wording of what he said to you, like clearly, he knew that this was kind of uh, he was kind of putting a dig into you just by how he worded what he was saying to you. So it's like he knew he was he was kind of like uh, 
telling you off in a certain sense. And it's like, why is that necessary? Why can't you just come to me as an, as an adult and treat me as an equal? You know, why do you have yeah, to try yeah, and yeah. like, cause, I, cause now I was like, all right, well I have to respond with some manly shit too. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you want to one up me? I'm going to one up you. Fuck off. Yeah, like, fuck you. Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, one of the things I like about uh, the Wim Hof method specifically is, uh, well, one thing I like about Wim Hof, let me just first say, is that he's trying to, he has this breathing technique, and when you hear him talk about it, he sounds a lot like uh, yogis and uh, uh, motivational speakers, where he's like, you know, you breathe this way, and you feel good, and you feel great, and you can learn to be happy, and, you know, do it for yourself, and you have... Excuse me. You have this power within you and you can unlock it through this breathing technique. But the thing I really like about him is that he goes to um, researchers at universities and he tries to prove the shit that he's saying. He's like, no, no, no. Look, I can show you with statistical significance that this shit works the way that I'm saying it's working. So one of the things that uh, they found was that through his breathing technique, um. I'm not sure how to word this. So you, if you do his breathing technique, right, your blood levels of adrenaline are super high, super, super high. So you're getting this like pumped feeling, this like ooh, that rush, you know, of, of like you feel powerful and you feel like you can do things. But your cortisol levels, which are the stress hormone, are way low where normally, let's say if someone like punches you in the face, your, your adrenaline is going to go way up your cortisol is also going to go way up because you're like, oh shit, something's happening. I need to like, I need to either fight or, or run. And your cortisol goes up because you're like stressed out. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? And a lot of damage happens to your body when cortisol is in the mix. But with the Wim Hof method, you can release adrenaline into your system without increasing your cortisol. So you get this adrenaline rush and it, it's more similar to like um, playing sports or something, the feeling, rather than getting in a fight. Where it's like, you're mm. not stressed out, but you're still really like pumped and trying to like, uh, uh, you know, you try, you're trying to be powerful and swift and clever, but you're not trying, you're not trying to kill anybody and no one's trying to kill you. So it's a stress free, stress free situation. But the point yeah. I'm trying to make is if you do the, if you get consistently do the Wim Hof method, you can, um, uh, start to get used to the feeling of adrenaline in your system. And you know what it feels like and it comes on and you're like, oh, I'm getting pumped up. You know, like I, this is adrenaline. And instead of, um, you know, the only time that when that happens is when you're about to get in a fight and then you totally lose control. You go batshit and you get bloodlust and start beating the shit out of somebody. You're much more in control because you're used to the sensations. You're you understand like, oh, now I'm thinking these type of thoughts instead of those other type of thoughts when my brain wasn't being pumped with adrenaline, you know, but doing the Wim Hof method can actually train you to deal with adrenaline in a in a healthy way as opposed to just going crazy you know yeah that seems that seems uh that seems like that'd be very helpful for me specifically because i find that like i don't think i'm doing a good job of like i don't, I don't want to sound like i'm like yeah i almost fucked that guy up because i definitely didn't part of me was like i don't really know how to fight i don't want to fight this guy but what do i do or say to him and it's kind of like when i get in that zone where i'm so mad I kind of lose control of everything that's going on. I got no good comebacks. I'm just like, I want to just remove myself from the situation because I, I need a breather. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I find that to be the case in a lot of a lot of situations. Uh, so maybe I will try that out. Because, like, uh, I just, I, I was proud with how I dealt with it, I guess, to a certain extent. I mean, I wish I could have just been, like, not affected by it at all. But to, to, uh, to have the, uh, the, uh, ability to just walk away especially when i was that fucked up i felt pretty good about that where i was like i just need to leave yeah i'll see you guys later That's i just gotta get the fuck out of here much better than sticking around and doing something that you regret later yeah or like because i was like nothing i would say or do right now would be good for me you know yeah yeah there's no i don't see any good option so i'll go with like getting the fuck out of the situation completely you know yeah yeah it still sucks though it still sucks because my thing is, like, I never want to, I don't really want to actively go out and hurt people or do anything like that, you know? And so when people do shit like that to me where it seems like they're actively trying to be a dick, I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Why? This could be, you don't have to do it like this. You really don't. Yeah. You know? I don't want to be, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be thinking about hurting you. Like, I really don't. So, like, the fact that I am and 
it seems like it's your fault because you're being a fucking asshole and you're antagonizing me. I mean, it's like it's mostly on, my fault. You know, it's mostly my fault, but because I'm not dealing well with the outside stimulus, but. It's like, come on. I don't know. Yeah. There's still part of me that's like, come the fuck on. It's not my fault. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Or at least like, even if it's like, all right, it's my fault. But like, at the same time, like you definitely play are playing a part in this. You fucking asshole. Like, why are you like, it's common sense to just be nice to people, you know, especially if you're going to criticize them. You just be nice. That's all you really have to do. Don't come up to me like, listen, man, let me tell you something about yourself that you're not going to like to hear. Like, okay, calm down. Like, take a... Back the fuck up, because I don't even know you. Don't care about what yeah. you have to say. Don't respect your opinion. But cool, go ahead and tell me what you fucking think. You know, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, it's a lack of a lack of awareness. You know, like who am I talking to? Do they care? Am I the right person to deliver this message? People don't think about that shit. They're just like, well, you know what? I have an opinion, and I'm gonna go say it because it's my opinion, so it's real special. You know? Yeah. I guess, man. I guess. I know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, people are very, very sure of themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I am too, but it manifests in a different way. I'm, you know what? I'm sure that a lot of the times I feel like I, I, I have to preface things in a certain way because I don't want that to happen. I don't want to say some shit to people that would offend them. So I'll say like, hey, like, do you mind if I offer advice or or... Something like that, like, look, I might, you don't have to fucking listen to me, this is just what I think. Like, something like that, right. but, but... Yeah, because you do know. get in that situation where, like, sometimes you want to give your opinion, because you're like, hey, it's, sometimes when people give me their opinion, I listen to it, and I'm like, hey, man, that really helped. So you also, you want to be the, the type of person who's, like, your opinion may help someone, so of course you want to give your opinion. But that's what, what I'm trying to say, is you have to understand, who am I talking to, what's the problem... Do I? What are the type of things that they might get offended by? You know that kind of thing. It doesn't take much. You just have to think like, is what I'm about to say going to be so offensive that they're not even going to be able to hear what I'm what I'm actually trying to say? Like, are they going to get offended and then shut down, or are they going to be a little offended but still open to what I'm saying? You know, and if they're yeah, yeah, a little yeah, offended yeah. and still open, like I, I always go for that. But if it's like a friend of mine. With an acquaintance, I, I just, I don't even go there, man. Like, if there's, I have bigger battles, you know, <laughs> bigger battles to fight. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I, and I, I try not to offer my advice unless somebody asks me something mm -hmm. specifically about it. Because for the most, most of the time, it doesn't really fucking matter. You know what I mean? Also, it's like, who am I to tell you what to fucking do? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do your fucking thing. Do your thing. Do yeah. your motherfucking thing. I try not to interfere with people's lives. Because my thing is, there's like nobody, there's like maybe a handful of people on the planet who actually think that they know what they're doing. Like they actually think like, no, 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 I know what I'm doing. Like I'm doing it, you know, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. I know who I am. I know how I work. Out of that handful, there's like a, a tiny handful or like a, a teaspoon of people who actually know what they're talking about and what they're doing. And the rest are a bunch of fucking phonies that are like stealing your money or you know, stealing your fucking life somehow. Like that dude in Holy Hell. Oh my God. How about that oh, fucking yeah. movie? But he's like the type of person who's like, he, he know he's telling you he knows what's up, but really at the end of the day, he's just using you for your labor and your money and whatever. And there's a lot of those fuckers out there. So for me, who I don't even pretend to think that I really know what I'm doing, you know, or who I am or, or what the fuck is happening. I'm going to give you my opinion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot. Like, don't listen to me. Yeah, don't exactly. Me. Like, like what, what if I was like a famous fucking comedian or something, maybe I'd be like, hey, here's my advice. But like, yeah, right. yeah. Or, or if I was a famous anything or if I was a really successful, like if I was the best in my field, I'd be like, OK, well, I think I have a good understanding of where this comes from. Yeah. But if you're this, if you're on the same level as me. I'm not going to be like, here's what you should do to get to my motherfucking level. Here's what works, man. Let me tell you what works. Well, if it works yeah, so well, why are we in the same class? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But fuck that guy. I don't know, man. Fuck that guy. Well, whatever. I feel kind of 
I feel kind of bad for him, too. He's had some rough recent events in his life that's like, look, I mentioned this to you before we started recording, uh, but basically, like, um, I have this memory of my stepmother laughing at me when I got my head stuck in the World Trade Center revolving door when I was seven. Uh, and now both of those things are gone, so don't fuck with me. It's oh, basically shit. the moral of the story. Don't fuck with me. Because bad... Look, I, you know, but it's... And it's not like I'm, I'm joking making it about me, but it, I think what it really is is that, like, people who do, like, shit like that, shitty shit, shitty shit happens to shitty people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like... You know, it's totally unrelated to what experience I had with this dude, but it's almost like, uh, well, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> yeah, you know, man, I was thinking about this today, actually, because I was thinking about just the, the concept of karma, you know, which I have a, a seemingly different view of it than a lot of people, because most people, they use it as a synonym for like vengeance or like uh, comeuppance, you know, and I just don't see it that way. So I really struggle with this concept that like, I mean, of course, shitty shit happens to shitty people because when you fuck people over and you're constantly, you know, making people upset, you're you're not going to receive any goodness back from anybody. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. I, I just don't know if I get down with that thing of bad things happen to bad people, good things happen to good people, because it's pretty clear that there's plenty of bad people that great things happen to, you know, over and over again. And there's plenty of good people that terrible shitty shit happens to them their entire lives you know well see my my thing is with the the karma thing at least is that to, to me it, it doesn't if reincarnation were to exist it doesn't necessarily seem like it has to like a bad person gets punished this time it might be a good person who gets punished in the next life who is like their incarnation you know mm -hmm. what i mean i think that uh the the time scale like like to have somebody yell at me and then some shitty shit comes out uh, like two weeks later, I'm not like, see, God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> like, it's not, that's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying like, I'm saying like, well, maybe this person had a lot of bullshit going on in their life because they had this whole backstory I was unaware of. They said some shitty shit to me and then two weeks later, that's all revealed. That's not, you know, that's not no, like yeah. God's like, I, I see what don't you're fuck with Seamus. You know what I mean? And, it's and, just like, yeah, a, that's that's pretty much how I think about it, too, where it's like if, if you're being a shithead to me, that means like there's some shit going on in your life where like you're probably upset on a daily basis about shit. And it's hard to like think clearly and, and do things well if you're just mad. You know what I mean? So if you're responding in anger to me. You're, you're probably going to fuck something up at some point in your life because it's hard to like, let's say you're cooking and you're mad. You're mad about something. Urgh! You're going to burn yourself or like burn your food and then you're going to be more mad. You know, it's like it's like a, a cycle that just feeds on itself. Or maybe you were mad at me in the first place because you had this whole other backstory I had no idea about. And that makes sense. Like kind of put in perspective to me, like I was like, oh, so your whole life is falling apart. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, it just bothers me when I fucking like those fail videos. Instant karma. It's like, oh, God, yeah. can we not? Unless man? it's by the voice of truth. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, the voice of truth, man. He's awesome. Shout out to the voice of truth on YouTube. The voice of truth. <laughs> um, yeah, man. But uh, speaking of uh, like violence, I guess, I started watching this uh, fucking anime. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not really an anime guy. You know what I mean? I'm not really a fucking... Uh, I used to, when I was like 13, I was, I guess. I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! and I fucked, but I never went, really went deep. You didn't uh, watch all 13, whatever seasons in Naruto? You didn't wear a uh, headband well, to school? Actually, you know what? Naruto's a pretty fucking good show. Uh, I didn't finish it, but uh, I did enjoy what I watched. Did you wear a headband um, to school at any point? No. All right, well, then you're good. You're in the clear. I didn't even want to tell people that Naruto was a good show. That's how, that's right. how deep... I go because I'm like, I'm like, I, I know that this is a good fucking show, but if I go around talking about it, people are going to think I'm one of those guys that loves fucking anime and shit. You know, like I, right. I thought it was a genuinely good show, but I didn't want to be like, Kawhi fucking. <laughs> yeah, those kids were fucking annoying. I'm glad you, I'm, I'm happy about the way that you chose to, uh, to do that. I, I was of, of the same kind of thing where I was like, I bet if I watch this show, I'll like it. So I'm not going to watch this show because I don't want to like it. I don't want to be in this fucking dumbass. It kind of sucks, doesn't it? Like, like we have to kind of hide it because it's like a. Yeah, dude, I feel that way about spirituality in general because it's like, yeah, I, every time I open my mouth on this podcast to say something like, oh, you know, the self or like karma or something, I, I there's a part in me that just wants to die because it's like, oh, God, man, like people are going to fucking. Uh, it, it, people have so many fucking ideas about what this is. And to me. 
it's never, it's never what people are thinking. Almost never is, is it what people are thinking. But, and so when I go to say it, it's like, it just feels wrong. And that's the same thing with like anime. I loved anime. I used to read the mangas, you know, that you had to read them right, right to left or back, back to front or whatever. Yeah. I used to love that shit, but I would never say it in school because the kids who were like, the kids who talked about manga and anime in school, I was like, I don't want to even be remotely associated with this cast of fucking characters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the same thing with religion. You don't want to be, you don't want to be associated with these fucking mm-hmm. evangelical Christians and shit. Cause or, it's like, you or know, fucking they're... new age hippies with crystals and shit, you know? Yeah. I, I don't want to be associated with any of them. <laughs> Well, here's what I'll say, man. I started watching this anime called, uh, I think it was a manga originally as well. I don't know. It was a comic book, but it's called One Punch Man. One Punch Man. Uh, Okay. (laughs) One Punch Man. It's on Netflix. And I've only seen the first episode, but I I watched it real quick and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this entire show. Like this show is so, the first episode, I'm really hoping it's, it's, it stays that good because the concept seems to me like a little bit difficult to pull off. But so basically here's the idea, right? There's this superhero who has gotten so fucking strong, like he trained forever, he trained so much that all of his hair fell out and he looks like a weird egg, um, he, that, that all of his fights end with one punch because he's that fucking strong. Like every single fight just ends with one punch and he's like really sad about it. Like he's just like, like, like there will be this big giant monster with this elaborate backstory that they'll spend 15 minutes explaining and then he'll just punch it once and it'll die and he'll be like, oh, come on! <laughs> Like, all I want to do is have, like, a good fight. Like, what the fuck? And it's really funny. It's really funny. And it's just, like, about how, like, depressed he is. That he's, like, in the bathtub just, like, oh, this sucks. He's, like, being all-powerful is, like, really fucking boring. Like, it's so boring. That's hilarious. Um, That's how I feel about Superman. Fucking boring. Yeah, it's kind of like Superman. It's kind of like Superman. But the the thing that makes it interesting is that it's really funny. They acknowledge that it's, uh, it's it's not taking itself seriously. But they do, like... They do like uh, I don't know. It's just it just cracks me up, man. Like I don't know how to describe it. Like it's all just these giant like like people who are the size of cities. He's fighting and he's just hitting them once and then they just die. <laughs> but they spend like a really long time building these people up and every time he's just like, what the fuck? Like, ah, uh, he's so he's mad that it's not it's not like a more fair fight that he he can't like box him up. He he just he doesn't want to win that fast. Is that the problem? He's he's like missing the rush of uh, a challenge because he wasn't always you. that strong, and so now that he's like that strong, he's just like, oh, this man. isn't even fun anymore. Come on. Yeah, like like a lot of times now he'll get into fights with these things that'll just like they'll just be like, oops, sorry, and then leave, and he'll be like, come on, like <laughs> what the fuck? And I don't know. It's it's a great. Sh- I I really enjoying it. Man on Netflix. It, it, dude, it cracked me up, and he looks so fucking weird. He looks so weird, and like the, the his origin story is like he saved this kid who had a big chin from this crab monster, and the kid the kid's chin just looked like a butt. Like it had this, it was giant. It was like down to his chest. Like it was just two butt cheeks, basically. And I don't know. It's just it's so stupid, and it's like it's like taking all of the tropes that you see in like um, a superhero or anime things, where it's like. I'm this mega level, like, I'm so strong, and then, like, it's just, like, okay, I'll tell you, I'll spoil one thing for you, nah, I don't want to spoil it for you, it's too good, it's too good, just watch the first episode, there's a, there's these, there's a part where there are these two brothers, and the one brother was an evil scientist, and the other brother wanted to be the strongest person in the world, so the brother who's the scientist gives him these steroids, and... (laughs) When they meet One Punch Man, I laughed. I laughed so fucking hard at this shit. I was like, wow, this is like, I'm not used to anime making me laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, in a good way. I'm used to it making me laugh in a bad way, but not in a good way. Yeah. No, but it's like, it's self-aware. It knows what it's doing. It's trying to make you laugh. And it's, it's so fucking funny. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. So that's my recommendation. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Seamus's recommendation: One Punch Man on Netflix. Bam, bam, bam. How many stars out of five? I mean, that first episode was five stars. Get five stars. I don't know how the rest of the series holds up. I'm getting really excited about it, just talking about it, because that first episode was so fucking good. It was so good. It was so good. All right, I'll, I will spoil it for you. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Because this this might get you. This might get you pumped. Uh, spoiler alert, everybody. So so he gives the steroids to his brother, the evil scientist, uh-huh. and the brother grows to be the size of, like, three cities. Like, he's giant. He's just stepping on, like, Japanese people. He's wiping out that. That's the thing. People are just dying constantly in this show in a ridiculous way. Like, they'll just blow up whole cities and just be like, oops. Like, shit like that. Um, where it's like, how are there this many people? 
Um, but his older brother, who's the evil scientist, sees that one punch man is standing on the other shoulder of this giant. So he screams at his brother. He says, there's a man on your shoulder. Kill him. And the brother goes and just squashes his brother by accident. And then he looks at his hand. He's like, oh, no. Oh, my God. It's real. It, it's fucking great. It's so fucking great. It's so fucking it does great. Sound good. I'll check it out, man. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Is it? It's a uh, Netflix original. No, I mean it's it's something that's been around for a while okay. uh, in other forms. <clears throat> you know, I think that Netflix just put it on, um, and I've been watching it with the Japanese subtitle. I'm always afraid to put the English voices on because I you never. Oh know. God, dude, that's I listen. Have you ever ever watched an anime with English dubs that actually turned out to be good? That like the voices actually did justice to what the action that was happening and the characters. Spirited Away is like the only one I can think of. Okay, touche. That that is a good but that, one. That's not like a series though either. That's like a fucking. Uh, I do all I'll, the other I'll take, animes. I'll I've take seen. one or one off. Just a movie. I'll take a movie. You know what I mean? Any movie where the dubbing actually does justice to the characters. Because Jasmine and I were watching um, also on Netflix. It's called the Ajin A J I N. That's a good ass show. We talked talked about it on the podcast previously. I tried watching that and I put it in English and I hated it. <sighs> yeah, the, I mean the. We started watching it with subtitles because we thought that was our only choice. Like we thought we didn't know that there you could listen to it in English with the English voices or whatever. So we listened to what well, we watched it with subtitles and I was like, Man, this show's fucking great. And then I put the dub version on and like I was like, Oh man, this character's I used to have like more respect for this character because like he seems so badass, but his voice is so fucking bitch ass. You know, it's like it really did ruin a couple of the characters for me. But I don't know, man. I, is it really that hard to fucking double cartoon? I, well, I think they. I think that we have. I think that we have different sensibilities in the West. So our voice, even the voice actors, are like approaching this material with kind of a tongue in cheek, where it might, it might not have been meant that way. You know, I see when like saying. the Japanese voice. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's a, a valid point, but it seems to me like. A lot of the, like, for example, I got kind of nostalgic the other day. I was watching some shows that I used to watch as a kid that I thought would hold up, and a lot of them don't. Like, for example, Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, it was okay, but the voice acting was so, and the lines were so dumb that I was like, if I just read this, it would, and it, I heard, like, a serious Japanese voice, it might be better. But when it's like, you guys want to play cards with me? And it's like, okay, like, what the fuck, you know, like... You know what I mean? Yeah, the premise and of that show is kind of whack because it's like we're gonna play a card game for like life and death. You know, it's like this is just a game, guys. Like this is not that serious. Well, that's why I have my deck somewhere. You know, just in uh, case I get mugged, dude. And, uh, the only way to get out of it, uh, sir. Before you punch me, how about this? <laughs> we duel. Have I have I ever told you? Have I ever told you on here the story of how I stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Mm. I think I've told you the story in, in real life. I don't, know. I don't remember it, so it'll be new to me the first, this time. Let's go back to 2004, shall we? Let's see. What happened in 2004? T-Pain? Um, T-Pain did happen in 2004, yes. Yeah. And, I was, and I was sprung as fuck for <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, so I had this like deck, and I entered a game-crazy competition mm -hmm. where you could go to this... like. It was on a weekend. It was at a grade school that I didn't go to, and it was in like the lunchroom. And it was like a tournament where you could win some shit. I was like, yeah, let me try my luck. And I'm like 13 at this point, and I get to the tournament, and my little cousin's there. And he's probably nine at the time. So a 13-year-old hanging out with a nine-year-old. Already, I'm killing it. I love my cousin, but you know what I mean. Like, to, you know, to, to, Not if a I were to look. bump into anyone, they'd be like, what are you doing? You know? Um... I did bump into someone. I bumped into like one of the hottest girls from my grade school who was now going into high school. Her name was Rita. Uh, now, Rita has fallen on tough times in recent years. Uh, I, I believe she's done a few, uh, a few meths in her life. Uh, but at the time... No going back from that. No, but at the time, she was fucking smoking. Um, she peaked after ninth grade. Uh, but no, she was fucking hot as fuck. And she goes... I'm like, oh, God, what the fuck is this bitch doing here? And she goes, Seamus. And I was like, hey. Um, and she was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, uh, actually. Bitch, what is your fine ass doing here? <laughs> I was like, actually, I'm in the tournament. And then I could tell she was like weirded out by that. You know, like, oh, oh, shit. The fuck? 
So then the tournament, I'm like, all right, that was kind of weird. So then the tournament starts. I remember I whooped this little kid's ass. I beat him so bad. This little six-year-old or whatever the fuck. I whooped his ass. And I felt bad doing it because I was like, oh, God, this sucks. Like, this kid just wanted to have fun, but, like, he's really bad at this game. And I'm like, I got a, I got a good seven years on this kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm just whooping his ass. Like, you had to do math to subtract the score. And once you reach zero, that's when you lose. I beat him in probably, like, five minutes. And I was just like, well... Um, Better luck next time, you little brat. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, sorry, dude. But then the same thing happened to me because I moved on and I played this guy who was probably like 28 at the time, but I thought he was like, you know, in his 30s. And uh, if you got this one set of cards, Exodia, you would win immediately. Mm -hmm. It's five cards you had to get. Now, before the game starts, you got to shuffle each other's deck. And I still don't know how to shuffle. It's very embarrassing. Whenever <laughs> whenever people are like, can you shuffle this cards? I'm like, no. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. No, I can't. <laughs> he gets Exodia on the first draw. Oh, the game's shit. over immediately. And you only draw he was five just like, cards, which is, I mean, you did yep. a shit job. <laughs> I just left them all together, apparently. And then uh, he said something like, well, good game, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, this whole day, I haven't felt good about any of this. <laughs> and I don't want to be this guy. I am never going to play Yu-Gi-Oh! again. And oh, I haven't played shit. Yu-Gi-Oh! since. That's actually, dude, that's actually a good good story. That's that's a wise choice by a young Seamus. Like, you know what? A lot of variables happening here. And I don't like where any of them are headed. So I'm going to fucking bounce. I'm going to get out of this game. Like, this is not for I me. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like my interaction with Hot Rita. I didn't like... I didn't like beating that kid into submission, and I didn't like losing to that fucking lame asshole. <laughs> I was just like, this all sucks. All of this is yeah. bad. I just shouldn't have come. <laughs> like, I just shouldn't have come here. Yeah, I used to go to the tournaments with uh, my brother, Rich. He was he had a friend who was, like, really into it, and he was an only child. So he his parents spent a lot of money on the cards. Excuse me. So he had, like, the best fucking cards. He had stacks of them. You, you know those kids fucking... They had like Tupperwares full of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I'm like, and when I mean Tupperwares, I mean like the big Rubbermaid ones, the ones that you put like fucking, it's like, oh, we're moving. So let's put all of our blankets in this Tupperware. Like that's the size that I'm talking about. And it it was stacked with cards. It weighed like 400 pounds. Well, one time, well, I used to go to the tournaments too. So just a a quick couple stories about Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments because they seem to be the shadiest places with the fucking weirdest people. So I, I'm, you know, you're there and you've got your deck and this, everyone's got their decks and everyone wants to show each other's decks off, right? So it's like, oh, let me see your deck. Like, let me see what cards you got. So <laughs> this sounds so gay. I, it does, right? It does. It's showing show your dicks your off. Deck. So I, he was like, whip out your cock. And I was like, oh, mine's perfectly shaped. I'm really comfortable with it, actually. <laughs> no, um, so we're looking through each other's cards, me and this kid. I don't know him. He's a stranger. He just, you know, asked me. And he drops my, my whole deck on the ground. Oh, whoops. Oh. My bad, man. And he starts picking them up, picking them up. And I was like, listen, dog, I don't know if you know this. I didn't say this. This is in my head. I'm like, I, I've, I'm a, a study of, of magic. Like, I like illusions and tricks and things. That was the fakest drop I've ever seen in my life. And I was just watching him like, let me see what he's going to try to do because he's trying to steal some shit from me. So let me, st- let me see. I'm watching him. He's picking up the cards and he slides one of my cards into his pile, right? And it's, it's a rare card. Because you know they had that fucking hierarchy of cards. It's a rare card. He fucking just, oh, whoops, my bad, man. Here's your deck back. And I was like, oh, yeah, what about the fucking Lamp of Gahorthok or whatever the fuck the card was called? <laughs> I was like, I, I saw what you did there. Like, I, you know, it's it's in your deck. And he was like, oh, no, I don't think so, man. Like, I don't think so. And I was like, yeah, it's it's fucking in your deck. I saw you do. I'm not an idiot. So I'm like, let me see. So he handed it to me. And I'm like, flip, 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 flip. Here it is right here. Fuck off. You know what I mean? Fuck off. I remember being so mad at that. So that was the first thing where I was like, that's is- so cool that you saw that happen, though. That's so fucking cool, man. That's like the coolest story in the lamest context. I was pretty young, too. I felt pretty good about it at the time. I was like, wait a second. This guy's trying to steal my Where's shit. Where's the lamp? Where's the Where's lamp, the lamp? Where's the Try lamp? Pull a fast one. Because, because, dude, like, whoa, whoa. I'm fucking poor at this point. My parents aren't buying me shit. So if I have a rare card, so all of my all of my senses are heightened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like money. If you don't have money, all your other senses get heightened, like a blind person. So I'm watching this kid handle my shit. I'm like, I know I have like four rare cards in there. Like that's about it. 
and one of them's missing. Hmm, wonder what just happened there. I can see him like, whoops. Like this is something he goes to every tournament, finds some kid that's smaller than him. And it's like, oh my bad, I just dropped your deck and my deck on top of each other. Oh man. Like, and then some other kid walks away like, thanks for picking up my deck, bro. And just walks away, not knowing he's missing four of his fucking cards. So I felt pretty good about that. I was like, listen, you fucking asshole. Give me my shit back. I'm fucking poor. I'm a poor kid from the city. Like you're clearly from the suburbs. Fuck off. Like this is not how we play shit. This is not how wow. we do this shit. If I was more, if I was more fucking urban, I would fight you right now. Honestly, <laughs> that's the type of bullshit you're pulling. So that was the one experience. The other one I remember very vividly was uh, playing with. Like again, it's probably like he's probably like 22, but I remember him being like 48. You know what I mean? Um, he had Japanese cards, so of course. All the lettering is in Japanese. I've never seen this fucking card before. And I don't know if you remember this at the time, but there were certain cards that you couldn't get in America that you could get in Japan. They had like different t uh, abilities or whatever. So he, he pulls out this. He's like at the beginning of the game, we're like, like you said, shuffling each other's decks. And he's like, is it cool if I uh, use Japanese cards? I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever the fuck, man. I don't give a shit. Because my thing is. I'm, I'm thinking we're all here to just have a good time and play a game and see who wins. That's what I'm thinking. My fucking dumb, innocent ass. So he pulls out this card, right? He's losing, right? He's getting a little, he's getting a little battered. And because I just got lucky. I don't know if you remember the Jinx card, but Jinx was like, once Jinx was out, you couldn't put, that your opponent can't put any trap cards out. It was just like pretty, mm. pretty dope shit. It was, it was kind of powerful too in terms of attack and whatever. So I got this motherfucker out. And he pulls out this Japanese monster where he's like, oh, actually, um, when you when you flip this monster, uh, all the monsters on your opponent's side go to the graveyard. And I was like, well, mm, that seems like you really just want my shit to go to the graveyard. Cause you were like, you're actually, I do read Japanese. <laughs> like, you just know, you just like, you can't get, nobody can get anything over on you. That's the thing. Like, I was like, well, I don't know Japanese, so I guess I'm just going to let this happen. But again, I see what you're doing here, you fucking asshole. Like, get a fucking life. Um, excuse me, can you reread that kanji for me? Is that what they is that what the fucking Japanese letters are called? I, no I forget. No idea. Fuck kanji. I'm I oh man, maybe Dude, I'm I used to have a really like, solid, it's a soup. I used to have a really solid deck. I don't know about you, but I, I was uh it all happened by luck too, because again, this is Rich's his like best friend at the time had fucking <laughs> file cabinets full of cards. He, he's at, I think it was my birthday party, and I got Yu-Gi-Oh cards. So it's just a 10-pack, nothing crazy. And I pull out an ultra-rare card, right? So there's there's like a normal card. It's just like a printed piece of paper. It's nothing special. The rare ones, the title of the card was shiny. The super rare ones, there was, I think the letters were shiny, and so was the picture, but the letters were silver. And then the ultra-rare, the letters were gold, and the picture was shiny, and then there was like secret rare where I forget what the fuck that was. I think it was like a hologram or something. like, but there was this hierarchy of, of, uh, the rareness of cards. So like, uh, you know, a normal card, you're going to get nine normal cards for every pack. You're going to get at least one rare card and it could be either rare, super rare, ultra rare or secret rare. But the secret rare ones out of a 10 pack, you might not ever get a secret rare card in a 10 pack ever. So oh, anyway, fuck. I pull out on my birthday, mind you, I, or maybe it was my brother's birthday. It was some kind of special event. Cause I remember being like, Oh shit. Like this is fucking like I get an, I get an ultra rare card on top of this crazy day. Like this is the best day of my life. <laughs> so I pull out this one ultra rare card and Rich's friend looks at me and he goes, listen, I'll trade you this entire deck of 40 cards for that one card. I've been looking what? for that card forever. So he handed me uh, what I came to call my Tornado Wall deck. And I forget what Tornado Wall even did. Let me look that up real quick. Because it was like, the, it was the cornerstone of my whole strategy. And I had a deck of 40 cards, which is like the smallest deck you could have. But every card had its purpose. Every single Tornado card was wall. important. Tornado Wall. Let's see. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh Activate only while Umi is on the field. I don't know who Umi is. Uh, yeah, hmm. You take no battle damage from attacking monsters. Yeah. So Destroy this card when Umi leaves the field. Who's Umi? I don't know. Look Are up Umi? Umi real quick. But that I rem But my whole strategy was get the tornado wall shit going, and then they couldn't attack your monster. So you have you have five dudes out there on on the battlefield, and you're just fucking them up, and they can't attack you. There's nothing they can do. They can only 
defend themselves or try and get rid of your trap cards, which, I mean, I'm the fucking trap king. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but that was my strategy. Fucking, and it was like a really tight deck, and I won so many games. Because my thing was, I didn't have enough money to get the best cards, so I just had to use what cards I had in the in the most significant way if that makes sense like if i like I, I can't get the ultra secret rare card so it's like when i have these tornado wall cards these are the only ones i really need and everything else around it that's umi oh, umi's yeah. just a bunch of water umi's a bunch of water yeah it's like a it's a magic card what is it spell yeah it's card. a magic yeah, yeah. card looks a spell card sorry yeah you just throw that bad boy out there get your tornado wall going fuck man they can't and now touch you're you. fucked you can't, can't touch, touch me you. in this fucking storm wow <laughs> That was your fucking. That was your fucking shit. That was my. You that were was doing do, a rain dance, basically. Do you want to know? Shit. Do you want to know? Hear my story about why I stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Because I had a Tornado Wall deck forever. That was my shit, and why I stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh was why <laughs> I lost most of the cards I ever had. Was because I was a careless fucking ADHD ass little kid, and I would just leave my cards in my pocket every fucking time, and they went through the washer and through the dryer. And once uh... you do that. And you're just like, fuck it. I was like, fuck it. There's no way I'm ever... My thought was, I would have to spend so much money to get the the cards back that I need or to get better cards. It's not... That's not going to happen. And for me to be able to find even a rare enough card where I can go to some rich kid and be like, trade me 40 fucking cards for this, also not going to happen because I don't buy enough of the cards. So I was like, fuck it. I'm done. If I, if I so happen to come across some awesome cards, I'll get back in the game, but this is a, this is a death sentence. <laughs> like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was it, and I, I, I turned my attention to other things. Well, hey, rest in peace, Yu-Gi-Oh. Your yeah. voice actor and sucked. The game was kind of cool. If, if it comes back, don't go to these fucking tournaments. Just don't do it. They're shady, don't do it. shady 28-year-old men who... Like are beating up fourteen and fifteen year olds for fun on their on the weekends. Like these, these were like Saturday at eleven o'clock. You know, like you're twenty eight. Don't don't you have a date to go on or some shit? Like what the fuck are you doing here? Beating up on yeah, a date with destiny and the heart of the cards. <laughs> uh, so what's your recommendation? Don't watch Yu Gi Oh again. Is that is that what I'm trying to understand? Here? Uh, you can watch Yu Gi Oh, but whatever. Just do it for nostalgia reasons. You know, there's a lot of shows that just don't hold up that you think are going to be really cool. Like, I watched Recess the other day, thinking that shit was going to be awesome. It wasn't that awesome. Uh, however, I'll say this. I am replaying the first Kingdom Hearts, and that shit still holds up. It's fucking right. great. Hey, so. I, got a, I got a show that holds up. is Pokemon. I think I talked about it before on the podcast, but shit, Pokemon fucking holds up, man. It's really, especially if you think about it for, like, it's a kid's cartoon. That shit's awesome, man. The writing's pretty good. They have, like, cool, like gimmicky kind of things that they throw in every once in a while where like the animation style will change randomly you know cool shit like that where i was like all right this is this still holds up this still definitely holds up here's what i'll say grandkids you can always go back to the things that you feel nostalgic for just don't go in with the intention of oh this is gonna make me feel like it did the first time i saw it or experienced it it might but sometimes it won't but mostly it won't (laughs) yeah odds are it's not going to (laughs) <laughs> Don't hurt yourself that way, baby. Yeah, that's yeah, what I say. That's a good. That's a good lesson. Nostalgia. Do it for nostalgia, but don't do it because you think it's going to be quality. <laughs> yeah, that's a good lesson. And on that note, we'll, uh, we'll close the, this fucker up. This has yeah. been uh, the eighty-third one that we've done. That's a lot. Fuck yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot. The eighty-third podcast. Thank you for listening, you fucks. Yeah, you. You're f- in college now. Fucks. You've listened to one. Every couple of months. I don't know what you did. You probably listened to it in like two seconds on a fucking brain scan. They just put it in you and you're just like, oh, I am Seamus and Adam, you know? Yeah, fucking what's his name, man? Elon Musk. He's uh, funding these brain implants where like on the surface, they're like, well, we're, we're trying to cure epilepsy. But like their brain implants where it's like you can control uh, neural uh firings so it's like you put the shit in your brain and of okay so the first round of them are going to cure epilepsy but the second round it's going to be like like well actually we can hook these up to wi-fi and like you can just get google streamed right into your brain so you're you don't even have to you don't even have to like oh okay google what's how tall is mount everest like and talk to your phone you can just think it like mm, how tall is mount everest and google is just gonna me 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 23,444 feet or whatever the fuck Whoa. it is crazy dude so look out for that grandkids i mean 
I'm saying look out for that grandkids. They've already got them. That's how they, they listen to all 83 of these in an afternoon. They're like, I think I really know my grandparents when they were 20 something. That was cute. Now into more cyber porn. (laughs) I love watching the, I want to be the man and the woman this time. (laughs) Well, this has been conversations for our grandkids and uh, I, I feel better. Yeah, I feel better.